You are listening to the Aesthetic Vibes podcast and I'm your host Amy. I have a background working in a corporate environment for over 15 years. I'm a doctor, a lecturer, a lawyer and a published author. This podcast is a look inside my brain. I cover relevant and totally irrelevant topics ranging from self-help and advice to the spooky and scary, a little bit of true crime, mental health. I also like to tell some stories along the way. My goal is to spread aesthetic vibes whilst discussing these topics. Okay, with all that being said, let's hang out. So welcome back, or welcome for the first time, to episode two in season two. I hope everybody is well. Today marks the second episode in our Building a Better You Slash Me journey. So this series is focusing on how we can become the best versions of ourselves. This series will bring together a lot of the tools that we can use to be our true best self. If you haven't seen or watched episode one, I suggest you go back there and have a bit of a listen. It's not imperative to the discussion today, but we spent time in episode one really deep diving into us as humans and the basic needs, wants or desires that we have coupled with who we are as individuals. And that's kind of the starting point for the rest of this journey. But like I said, it's not imperative. It's fine, right? If you you don't have the time, that's fine. You can kick off here. So this episode is actually focused on building happiness in our lives with the goal of removing unhappiness. Sounds simple, right? It is not. Happiness is super important for our lives. And if you consider how quickly time flies, we really need to be happy ASAP. Otherwise, we're kind of living in this land of unhappiness. And we're only here for a short period of time. So, you know, we best make the, uh, the most out of it, right? So my brain goes back to... Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I spoke about Maslow last episode, just briefly. It's this triangle holding a, for those listening, holding up a triangle. But ultimately what we've got is a triangle that Maslow developed. Each part of the triangle is kind of cut off um, horizontally. And then within that, there are certain needs or desires or wants that that humans have and it kind of starts out with the most important and kind of branches up anyway if we think about needs and wants these are consistent across humans we have basic needs happiness is intertwined with several of the limbs of the hierarchy so first within the safety area so if you're thinking health personal safety emotional security financial security etc second is the area where our esteem needs are required in respect of self and others and then at the very top in that smallest little part of the triangle we have fulfillment needs so happiness at its core is an element we all need to have met right but what is happiness truly what is happiness If we look at the foundational definition of happiness, it is 
a feeling that describes an array of emotions that are positive and it makes us feel good, right? That's what happiness does at the end of the day. There have been many studies completed on happiness as a core concept a lot, right? So I did a bit of research into how many studies have been completed and it's astronomical. It's an area that people are very interested in and very interested in researching. So what does happiness mean to you? If you were to describe happiness, what would you say? We are all going to have different definitions of happiness. So if I consider my own definition I've got an itchy nose again. <laughs> I was scratching my nose in the last episode. I have to remember I've got video as well as um, audio because when you're just on audio, you can scratch your face and do whatever you need to do. Uh, but I was like, oh my God, it looks like I'm doing something sinister, which I am not, I promise. Anyway, <laughs> I just go and scratch my nose again. Okay, so the five core things to me that are my drivers of happiness are living life with no stresses so thinking things like no stress about money or finances no stress in relationships things like that another piece for me is doing work that actually speaks to my soul I have spent way too much time doing things that don't make me happy but it's really weird because at the time when I was considering my happiness it wasn't that bad I didn't feel that sad or upset or unhappy but now when I look back I think oh my god you're a totally different person you never laughed you never smiled like you were so different so um it's weird it's almost like stepping out you have this retrospective view that is just different to what you remember when you were there so anyway Having positive relationships is another big one for me, whether that's friends, family, other relationships. It's important that I have the best people in my life. I don't like having people there who suck your energy or your time or whatever it is from you because all of that's super valuable. So the people for me that are in my life add value. There's quite a few people that have been there for a very long time and then I've got a whole stack of new friends that I've made and the idea for me is having all of these cool people around me that actually add value to my life. I like to spend time doing things that make me happy, such as hobbies and other things. And if you think about that, I'm podcasting. That is a hobby for me. Yes, a lot of work goes into it. Um, and it does feel like work sometimes. But on the same token, it's so rewarding. It's so great to actually do something you're passionate about. Put an episode out there and then hear from people that say, hey, you, um, you actually had an impact on me. So it's a, re it's a rewarding process. I also like working towards goals or achieving something. So having something that I'm working towards, whether that's a professional or a personal goal, doesn't matter. I like to have tangible things in my hands and I say, okay, I'm working towards whatever it is. So I actually asked my best friend and my husband, what does happiness mean to you? And my best friend said, <laughs> he goes, it's... The joy I get from talking shit with people, and I'm looking exact. I'm looking at a um a note that I have here. This is his exact words. 
It's the joy that I get from talking shit with people who matter the most to me. For example, you and me laughing until we die. (laughs) He said for him, it's the small things, like being able to send text messages to friends who get his line of thinking and have a collective laugh. Um, I will say, though, receiving 25 text messages in a day of pictures of frogs you kind of get sick of looking at frogs (laughs) anyway that's what he said so I asked my husband and he said it's like a scale happiness is weighed against other factors and when the other factors start to outweigh the happiness the feeling of happiness gets smaller and smaller so for him other factors play a huge role in overall happiness so the question i have for you is what is your definition of happiness what are the factors or the elements or the aspects that come together to have to form your view on happiness. Happiness as a concept is said to hinge on many other factors. So social and cultural influences can impact our happiness or our ability to be happy. So there's lots of studies on this and apparently studies that have been conducted in this area show that different cultures experience happiness differently based on what is culturally defined as happiness. So the definition of happiness for some cultures is different and collective you could describe happiness as something that is subjective linked to emotional feeling let's go back however to my question surrounding happiness what does it mean for you when do you feel at your happiest before we can address happiness and become happier in our lives we need to understand the triggers that make us happy And there's no right or wrong answer here. And this differs based on who you are and what's in your life and what you're doing at any given point in time. Another way to consider happiness is to look at the things that don't make you happy and take note of those. So if we go back to my list where I had the five things that make me the happiest, let's consider the things that would make me unhappy considering that list. So having stress in my life associated with money or different relationships, uh, whether it's friends, family, whatever it might be, um, having, you know, religious differences that cause conflict or political. And, I, you know, you guys that have been around for a while know that I don't enjoy talking about a few topics and religion and politics are one. Um, But having conflict relating to that or stress uh, definitely is not where it's at for me. Having a job that actually sucks the life out of you is also not good for me. I need to be in a positive environment and doing something that I love or I can kind of sink back into this negative and cynical version of me that um, I, I, I basically had for you know many, many years. If I have negative people around me or negative relationships, this will too suck the happiness out of my life. I have had friends in my life and I've let them hang around too long and they really have taken a lot from me emotionally and physically and it gets to the point for me where I actually feel tired. If somebody says the person's name or I see the person text me, I just get so tired and I'm like, I just, I don't want to respond to this. (laughs) Having no time for other stuff like hobbies and, and things like that. 
that's a driver of unhappiness. And I realized you don't need to run warp speed at everything. And you need to do work that needs to be balanced with play. You can't just work, 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 work. It's taken me a long time to get there because I was always of the mindset of just work, just work, just work, just work. You've got to get those goals. You've got to achieve. But hang on. You've got to have hobbies and stuff as well, right? And then the last one for me is really having no purpose or no goals. So kind of just like plodding along. <laughs> that for me is not where it's at. Um, I need to have goals. I need to know where I'm going to a certain degree without being too overly concerned with the goals, if that makes sense, right? So to kick off your happiness journey, take the time to sit with your thoughts, write down the things that make you happy. Next to that, write down the things that don't make you happy and then have a clear vision in your mind, so clear that you can actually see it. And this is going to crystallize your thinking. When I think about happiness in my mind, there's this visual image for me and there's me in a circle in the middle and then there's all these other factors that cross over. Um, so it's like a, like a mind map, but it's a circle with lots of other circles around it. For me, in those circles around the, the circle of me, there's things like my job. And I ask myself, you know, and you should ask yourself as well, are you truly happy with what you do each day? Are you satisfied with the career that, that you have um, or the job that you have? There's friends is another little circle for me. Are these the best people to have in your life? Do they treat you kindly? Um, you know, do they look out for your best interests? Are they cheering you on? And cheering you on is a big one for me. I don't like people who are jealous or competitive I like to have my friends there yelling go Amy go because sometimes I forget and I get so focused on doing and achieving that I forget to cheer for myself so I often look to my friends and say I need you to cheer me on because I forget to cheer myself on so that's kind of where I'm at with friends um and then family are they supportive and not and I have some pretty firm views on family I don't believe that just because family is family they should be allowed to treat you like garbage as far as I'm concerned um family doesn't get the, you know multiple chances as wouldn't a friend right you you wouldn't have these friends around you who are being horrible to you I would not allow family to be the same and then romantic relationships do, do they look out for you do they treat you well is it equal with you know giving and taking I think if you've answered no to some of those questions you need to dive into this thinking in your mind and curate some of these aspects of your life and it could be things like okay well I need to sit down and have a conversation with this friend or you know I need to have a word with family because it just doesn't work when they do this or you know what my job doesn't feel right I need to go and sit down with my employer you know lay out my concerns and, and see if we can kind of work through this so I think first and foremost is you know having the courage to have those conversations and you do have to have courage because difficult conversations are difficult right they're super difficult but as functioning adults we need to be able to have those conversations uh you know head on and actually physically work through them we can't just ignore this stuff push it to the side push it under the rug. we just can't do that we need to be better at having these tough conversations 
if you've had the conversations and you're feeling like a broken record, then it might be time to look at asking yourself, do I need this or want this person in my life? Only you can answer that. I can't answer that for you. The one thing I want you to take away from this thought process is you are the key to your happiness. You are physically the key. The power is in your hands. Let's take this discussion a little deeper. I feel like we're kind of sitting at surface level. Um, And I want to consider some of the other things that might be driving your unhappiness. The first is worrying about things that cannot be changed or things that are outside of your control. People have a tendency to worry. And I'm guilty of this. Um, I worry, well, I used to worry a lot about stuff I couldn't change. You know, you ever wake up in the middle of the night and you kind of sit up, bolt straight and you're like, oh my God, I, you know, I haven't done this or I haven't done that. Or what if this person thinks this or, you know, and you sort of start to spiral. And I've done that many a times. I have a problem with the fact that my memory is horrendous. So if it's not written down, if it's not in my calendar, if it's not in a note, I am not going to remember to do it. My memory's horrendous. If you said to me, hey, what did you have for dinner last night? I'd be like, dinner, dinner, dinner. Uh, chicken? And then I'd go to my husband and say, what do we have for dinner? He'd be like, oh, yeah, we had chicken pasta. <laughs> my memory is horrendous. So I often wake up and just be like, holy shit, I forgot to do ABC or whatever it might be. The point is... If something is outside of your area of control, if it's a thought in someone's mind, if it's an action that's occurring outside of your area of control, you cannot change it. It'll be very hard. You, you might be able to, but it'll be very difficult. So the difficult thought process to really wrap your head around here is you personally can't change it. It's outside of your control. So I have to push this into the universe and step away from it. And that's what I like to do. If I'm sitting there and I'm worrying, whether it's, you know, someone's thinking something about me or something about something I've done and I can't control it I have no ability to control it I would say to myself okay it's here in my hands whatever this is I can't do anything about it all right I'm gonna release it and then I try to kind of disengage and move on it's the only way to deal with it right We spoke in the last episode about strengths and weaknesses and the importance of building on our strengths and mitigating where necessary concerning our weaknesses. The hyper or over focus on our weaknesses can drive unhappiness. So usually through feelings of inadequacy, being unsatisfied or having low self-esteem. So one thing to remember is that we're all this beautifully crafted, unique individual. We all have our own weaknesses. Everybody has to overcome these feelings. And It's about recognizing these are my strengths, these are my weaknesses, and then having the ability to work through them. It's not about letting them overpower you and then feeling inadequate or, um, you know, any of those types of feelings. It's about going, righto, I've got this feeling, I'm going to do something with it. A big driver of unhappiness is, like I mentioned, worrying about what other people think. And I have often done this and I used to care an awful lot. At the end of the day, they're either going to like you or not like you. You have very little control over that. I often think to myself, it's wasted energy to be worrying about what someone else is thinking. I like to kind of 
sit with the thought that if someone doesn't like me, that's fine. I don't have to like them either. Same goes with things like jobs, right? Ever been to a job interview and you are, you know, you think, oh, that went really well. And then you leave and they say, look, um, you're not the right fit for the role. At the end of the day, if they don't want you, you shouldn't want to work there. You want to be in an environment where they recognize you for who you are. They recognize your work ethic, your abilities, your capabilities, and then they invest in you. So same goes with people that don't like you. Like, why why should you like them? I wouldn't invest the time and energy and efforts. Not worth it. It's difficult when you think about this thought process with people at school. And I even thought about this for me. Um, and if someone doesn't like you, it can be very impactful because you're in this teeny tiny school with a certain number of people and you have to face this person every day. Whereas in the world, someone doesn't like me, I'll be like, right, cool, peace, never seeing you again. Very difficult to do at school. Another thought process is unhappiness and negativity breeds unhappiness and negativity. You are the master of your feelings. And every day you have this power. If you wake up with the mindset, today is going to be a shit day. Guarantee you it will be a shit day. I promise you it will be. If you wake up thinking, hey, today's going to be a great day or a good day. Let's do this. Your day will be great. And if your day doesn't go great, you're going to be more resistant and resilient. And you're going to probably bounce back a lot faster. So you are really the master of these feelings and emotions and how you wake up and you're your thinking and your perspective every morning is critical to the rest of your day. And this comes back to this, and I say this so often, but the energy you put into the universe is what you receive back. If you're going to put negativity out there, you're going to receive that back. I think about, you know, people that are just shitty people. Shit stuff happens to shit people all the time. And then I think about stuff like, so my husband's an intensive care paramedic and I think about all the good that he's done. He's seen horrific stuff, but he's done a lot of good. He has a lot of really good karma that follows him around. You know, he rarely has issues with anything. I truly believe that if you are a good, genuine person, you're going to receive that back from the universe. Comparison is one that I've spoken about a fair bit. And comparison is a driver of unhappiness. This is this idea that we're comparing ourselves to someone else. And I've spoken about this multiple times. This absolutely does my head in because we are so different from those around us. We should not be comparing. And look, to reiterate my thoughts, um, We are individual and ourselves and no one else can be you. So this means we need to focus on ourselves and drive that happiness forward because we are truly unique. Comparison is never really something I've engaged with because you're not comparing like for like. You're comparing two different people with two different pathways um, on two different journeys. So why would you compare those two things? It doesn't make one ounce of sense. So comparison for me is just a total time waster and a key driver to unhappiness. Comparison never serves anyone. 
people in your life need to be in your corner, you know, cheering you on the same way that you would do for somebody else in your life. The only person that we should be comparing ourselves to is the person we were yesterday. Are we a better version of that person today? And that's the real challenge. And it's again about mastering these feelings and emotions and gaining control over them. Another driver of unhappiness is choosing to be happy when blank. I'll be happy when I get the next promotion. I'll be happy when I lose weight. I'll be happy when I get married. No, 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 no. We need to stop that immediately. We need to stop. Happiness is not linked to any of that stuff. You're in control of your happiness. Happiness just doesn't happen when you get that stuff. Chances are you get the promotion, you'll do it for a while, and you'll be looking for the next promotion. Happiness is not a destination. It's a decision that you make, a decision that's in your hands. This is linked to being grateful. So this is this thought process for me of stopping, looking around, and seeing the amazing and good things in your life. It could be friends, partner, family, whatever it is. Now, take a moment to consider how would life be without that person, place, whatever it might be. This will bring your thinking back to being grateful for what we have each day. Another driver of unhappiness is linked to a fear of failure. Last episode... I spoke a bit about what makes up success in my mind and I gave you an equation of different things. So for for me, it's um, consistency plus work ethic plus ambition plus hard work equals success. Being naturally smart really doesn't come into the equation at all. You can be the smartest person in the world, but if you don't have the elements I have mentioned, you won't achieve anything. Failure is a unique thought process for me for several reasons. If we do not try, we will never know if we will be successful. And then you'll wonder, if I did that, would I have had a positive outcome? The other thing is failure does not equal bad. Failure equals bad when we fail and do nothing about it or repeat the same actions. Failure is good when we do something, fail, and we go, shit, I just learned ABC. Okay, cool. Now I can take that, learn from it, and then go back and pivot. So it's this idea that we fail fast in the corporate world, in banking and finance, particularly with technology. We would be implementing something, and if it doesn't work... The idea was not, you know, Amy didn't do X, Y, Z properly. The idea was, all right, we failed. What do we learn from that? And now quickly, let's pivot. Let's fix this problem. So when you fail, you fail fast. You take the learnings on on board and you literally step aside. Unhappiness might be linked to yes. (laughs) This may be that you don't know how to say no. We need to say no more often. Too often we are clouded by when somebody asks for something, whether it's help or whatever it might be, and we have um, this thought process, oh, you know, I have to help that person or I have to, you know, assist with whatever whatever it is. The old me would say yes to pretty much anything. Someone would say to me, oh, I need your time, I need you, da, 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 I, need, I need this done. Okay, cool, no problems. Um, the new me 
does not do that because my time is valuable. I am not going to have it wasted by people or things or stuff that doesn't add value for me. Yeah, you know what, I'll help out, you know, a close friend or whatever here and there. But for the most part, um, I'm learning how to say no and I'm doing it quite frequently. I'm enjoying it. I, it, you know, I really encourage you to do the same. Don't want to do it. Don't do it. It's that simple. Unhappiness can often be linked to new opportunities. This might be the thinking that we don't know if we're capable of doing whatever this thing is. We need to really stop that thinking. Being outside of your comfort zone is an excellent place to be because usually that's where fantastic things happen. When you're in your comfort zone, you're you're very much muscle memory with a lot of things, you know, a place that you're comfortable in, you know that you're going to do well. But however, when you're pushed outside of that zone, you are often able to see, shit, I'm so capable of so much more. Really looking outside of your comfort zone is a good place to help drive that happiness. There are other little tips and tricks that I like to include in my life. First is seeing people in your life who you value regularly, making the effort. So, you know, even if, you know, you've got a friend, they live, you know, certain distance away from you, making that effort to spend the time is critical. We all get super busy with life, um, but we need to do it, right? Even if it's a text message or a phone call, so valuable. Plan your time more. Because the more in control you feel, the greater sense of happiness. Unhappiness can be linked to um, this uncertainty and this unsure mindset. So really planning your time can give you that sense of comfort and control. If social media is a driver of unhappiness, disengage, put the phone down, go offline, log out, delete the app. Um, you know, only use it during certain times. Make sure you put it, your phone down at other times. Whatever it might be, disengage. The other thing is recognizing and being able to treat yourself. This doesn't have to be something huge, but it's something that, you know, you might be able to do that just is a nice thing for yourself. So think, you know, like a, a nice lunch or a meal or a coffee. I like to treat myself through online shopping. <laughs> few years back I really took online shopping to like a new extreme and I <laughs> and I was often um, ordering stuff and there'd be like a package every day and my husband would be like oh my god stop ordering clothes or whatever it is so treat yourself but don't treat yourself too much which is what I did eating well is another good thing getting adequate rest and sleep and the sleep thing is linked to no as well right um, if you need to rest, just rest. If you don't want to do something, don't do it. Rest, watch Netflix, whatever it might be. And then I like to link in the occasional walk, uh, like walk or a little bit of exercise, but I pretty much hate that stuff. Uh, but I know that it cleans and clears my mind and I can re-enter usually feeling quite happy. So if you are resonating with any of the aspects I've mentioned, I recommend that you 
sit down with a piece of paper and a pen or you open up a, a new note in your phone and you make a list of those things that make you happy you make a list of those things that make you unhappy then you start considering some of the smaller things that I've pointed out you know if you're excessively worrying or you know if you are comparing yourself to someone then what you need to do is frame up okay, happiness is driven by this, my unhappiness is driven by that, frame up some actions to address the unhappy list. They could be small things. It could be, you know, um, meeting up with a friend more often. It could be um, removing social media from your life at the hours of, you know, 6 to 9 p.m., whatever it is. Create a list. I think what you'll find are some of the things that you have on your list might be habits that need to be broken. I think about it like smoking, right? Um, It's a bad habit, but it needs to be broken for you to feel healthy and be able to breathe properly. It requires, uh, you know, a dedication and focus. Same goes with this list. You're not just going to be able to write a list, go ahead, implement, and then walk away and go, happy. I'm so happy. It doesn't work like that. So this is one of those things that you'll be working towards and on continuously, whether it's with some of the smaller things breaking the habits or whether it's with some of the larger things doing more of or less of something. If you have done this and you're looking at your list and you're thinking, holy shit, what do I do? It's two different thinkings. You can decide to pick off the smallest item to kind of get your toe in the water and then get you moving towards those next smaller items. Or you can pick up the biggest, hardest item and then hopefully all the rest will be super easy. But ultimately it's about taking action on something on that list. The other thing is you will need to revisit this list. You'll need to do that often. So once things are falling off the list and you're crossing them off, you'll need to be looking at what other habits or behaviors or actions or activities you need to do to amend that list and to continue working on this journey of building a better me. One of the other things that um, can bring a little bit of happiness is just to create um, a little happiness jar and you can get like a mason jar from somewhere for like two dollars anyway with somebody that you have a really good relationship with whether it's a partner or a friend what you do is give them the jar and you give them um, paper and a pen and every day they write down something they love about you or something that you know they find aspirational fold the paper up put it in the jar and then when the jar's full they can give you the jar and then anytime you're feeling unhappy or unsure you can pluck a thought out and have a bit of a read on how somebody else feels about you so it might be a little something that brings a little bit of happiness in most of the examples I've used today you actually have the power to address these factors and move on into a more positive mindset the power is in your hands you can make the choice to be happy or you can make the choice to be unhappy Once you have this concept in your mind and what happiness means, you can then start working towards these aspirations. And once you deal with some of these smaller things, you will start to feel a lot lighter. I know this is super cliche, but you know, we we only really get one shot at life and it's short, even though it's long, it feels short. So, you know, it's really about living the best life, curating, and then driving towards the best versions of who we are. So let me ask you the question, 
What does happiness mean to you? Well, that's all from me today. Uh, I hope this dive into happiness and driving happiness has left you with some thoughts and actions to explore. The key is as humans, we have the ability to make change and drive for better outcomes. And that in our lives will lead us to being happier people. Season one had this mini series uh, called Shootin' the Shit. <laughs> that I did. Basically what this was, was um, a whole stack of little things, whether it was little funny things or little topics that I would pull together into one episode. Next episode, we are going to do something lighter and we're going to go back to shooting the shit. So we will head there next episode for something a little lighter. This journey of, you know, being a better me, it's a very um, heavy journey and there's a lot that you'll need to embrace as we kind of dive into this so what I want to be able to do is break up some of this heaviness with some of the light more fun stuff um, and from what I've heard people like the light fun stuff so I don't want to stop doing that so yeah that'll be fun a lot of the smaller stuff I I don't do too much thinking about beforehand I might just give myself some topics and then um, later on I kind of just let my mind deal with it when I'm sitting behind the microphone and then I often listen back when I'm editing and I'm like how did your brain go there like it's so weird so it's always a good laugh for me listening back to it okay cool let's let's call it uh, in the meantime, you can hit me up on my socials at Aesthetic Vibes Pod. Drop me an email at aestheticvibespodcast.outlook.com. Uh, visit my website. I have a cool website, aestheticvibespodcast.com. Drop on my TikTok, Dr. Ames Kelly. Um, if you are listening to this episode via a streaming service and you actually want to see who I am and what I look like and maybe some of my hand gestures because I talk a lot with my hands. I have a video podcast now. So I've mentioned it last episode and I've mentioned it in a couple of trailers that I've done. But ultimately, we're videoing. So exclusive to Spotify, I have the Aesthetic Vibes podcast. So instead of podcast, video. Anyway, Sean came up with that. So I thought that was really cool. Uh, this will give you a bit of a glimpse into who I am, what I'm doing. I'm sitting in a room filled with my beauty stuff, talking to a microphone and occasionally to a camera. So uh, drop by. Um, it's a little bit of fun. Kind of mixes it up if you want to see someone's face. Alrighty, that's enough for me. Sick of hearing from me. <laughs> Until next time. Bye. Yeah.